Show. It's Max, and I'm with Brooke Bartlebort. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me on the show. So, uh, Brooke, everyone, I kind of get a chance to kind of say where they started in neon. Uh, how did how did you get uh, kind of going in bending glass and whatnot? Um, I guess I mean I've always been drawn to glass. I've um, done glass blowing since I was 15, kind of as a hobby, um, and I've also experimented with stained glass and kind of lamp working but I found neon at the Academy of Art University when I was up in San Francisco um, I'm originally from San Diego so I moved up there I was pursuing my graphic design graduate degree and neon was an elective so I uh, thought oh I'd love to do that since I love glass and I was hooked ever since I mean I took a class and it was Phil Cannon who was teaching it I think there were four or five people in the class and uh, he just was an incredible teacher and I couldn't wait to go back and do extra hours whenever I could get in there. And I really wanted to do my thesis for graphic design about neon, but I couldn't find a way to spin it that way. And then I think that was the last course he taught at that time, like since I was there. So I never got to take his second course. Um, but that was my first experience with neon in graduate school. And it's um, it's interesting, like, what kind of decisions were you able to make at that point? Like, it, had you known kind of how complicated it was going to be, or had you heard about that before, or just jumped right in, it sounds like? Yeah, no, I mean, my dad gave me a sign when I was younger. When I was into glass point, he got me a neon sign, and I just had never thought about, like, how is this done? You know, and like most people are until you show them. So once I started doing it, I just loved it because it kind of married – um, graphic design which I was currently doing and glass so it was like a way for me to design whatever came to my mind and then somehow bend it in three dimensions but I never knew how hard it was going to be I didn't realize that uh, like just to learn how to do those bends you really have to put in a lot of time and commitment and then just there's so many other things that go along with it that I didn't have a background in that I'm still trying to build my skills in like you know, using woodworking tools or <laughs> power tools or anything of that nature, really. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, especially with your work, uh, it seems like there's a lot of self-awareness around kind of what you're all about, too. And whenever, I guess, everyone's out to sort of flatter you and tell you how great Neon is, it's great. But there's a lot of, uh, you know, just different personal things that you have in your work and uh, you do a lot of written word and also just design as well. You kind of get to pick and choose kind of what projects come up, I guess, cause you're kind of doing so many different things. Yeah, I've been, I kind of tried to, the first project I did was um, the first project that I like really am proud of, I guess I could say was after I moved to LA um, I moved down here cause my mom had a stroke around when I turned 30 and I moved down here to be closer to her and help out. But I also wanted to find like a good job in LA. And I ended up finding the Museum of Neon Art. And that has been incredible for me. I've just been, that's like pretty much where all the work I've made recently has come from. And I've taken on like a few clients that I, you know, tried to do a commission, but it's really tough until your skills are better to take on commissions. So, um, 
I guess some of the projects you're talking about are like my more um, personal projects. Um, and those are really great to work on because they have so much meaning and um, they're just fun. Like, I know they mean a lot to me when I'm working on them. Yeah, I'm trying to, I think a lot of artists are trying to break down different concepts. Um, I like kind of how you brought kind of yourself into the art space, sort of making any given object any time of day, which is valuable, I think, conceptually. But mm -hmm. when you're able to share that on a personal level, you know, even with kind of the health issues within your family and inviting others in and sort of just, I guess it, it sort of helps collapse those ideas of what, you know, what's in your mind too. you know, it gives you kind of a valuable outlet where I think neon kind of can do a little bit of both. It's almost like performance. And then you have sort of the average everyday object that people are interested in and kind of endearingly kind of grasping in between that area of like, okay, you know, I can carry on a conversation with not only this glass, but over time, you know, people have really come to realize that this thing is alive. Like there's actually like, you know, this, this exchange between gas and electricity, the moment is really kind of all over the second it gets turned off, but you know, it, it does have a way of kind of carrying on a conversation. Have you kind of, I guess, approached it in different ways? I think when we look for new ideas, it's, it's probably where I think some of your inspiration comes from is just your personal life. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, I think those were the first projects that I really started putting out there were uh, projects that were personal because it was like something I was dealing with um, sitting at the computer all day my all work no play was based in <laughs> wanting to get out and like use my hands more and not just be on the computer like working all the time and uh, same with the, um, all that glitters piece you know that was really personal and it gave me a way to tell my story without being so obvious it was, you know, you could look at it and think one thing, but it has a lot of deeper meaning underneath it. Um, mm -hmm. So I like having, I'm not sure if I'm answering the question, but I, it just gave me a space to kind of heal what I was going through at the time and like work in the flames and share that with others and allow them to create a conversation based on my piece as well. Like a lot of people uh, talk to me at um, any gallery I was at about, experiences they've had that were similar um because i was going through breast cancer when my mom had a stroke so um it was a lot you know to take in and mm -hmm. neon allowed me a place to kind of um focus my effort absolutely and i think when that kind of comes up like you mentioned there's there's no way to really kind of um you know close yourself in on that it, it gives it I guess, what are you closest to when it comes to like that state of flow? Like, how do you, how do you get there? Cause it, it probably does seem like a very kind of long task ahead. I'm sure there's other people that have helped kind of guide you in the right direction when it comes to some of these things. Like it sounds like the museum has been very inspirational and I'm sure a huge support system for you. Oh yeah. I mean, it's been incredible. I couldn't do anything that I've done without, uh, their classes. I mean, I've taken Lyle's class probably four times now and I've tried to go into their studio whenever I can. Um, and just having access to like all the people that come in there, all the neon vendors that are veterans, you know, I can just seeing what they're working on, hearing them talk about it, um, getting to ask them questions. It's a huge resource rather than just, you know, being on my own with other students. So, um, yeah. 
I'm just like really grateful for that space. Mm-hmm. And do you remember like the first time you were kind of able to impress yourself with something made out of neon? Like, I think we all tell ourselves like, oh, I've got it all figured out. And like the next <laughs> minute you break something, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah. I mean, I think lately I'm still clearly learning what I'm doing, you know, trying to understand how to animate something is what I'm working on at the moment, um, which is very new to me. But like lately I was really impressed with the coral piece that I'm trying to finish up. I'm still working on the frame for it. And, um, but I'm really proud of like how the colors and the pattern turned out and just how many tubes I bent. And, you know, I think it's going to be really impressive when it's finally done, but it feels like it's taking me like half a year to finish it at this rate. Yeah, but it's, it's hard. To, it's true. I think it's hard to estimate what the collateral damage is when you look at the hours, but it's not really about that. Like everyone I talk to is obviously, you know, really into just kind of getting things done. And, you know, it's enough to really be able to even write like a, a personal story about because there's all these things that go on uh, where I sort of ask myself, okay, you know, were we, because I've talked to enough artists now and glass vendors, I understand like, not everyone is met with the same challenges, but also not everyone is given the same resources. So what I've, what I've heard though, is that there's like always kind of like someone outside of neon that had either known about how to do this or has gotten back in, into the scope of things and uh, how they estimate their career is like, well, someone else was able to provide me with that resource. So why am I not doing something with like my, you know, my big neon shop now, or even managing to kind of, give themselves over and kind of just pulling off on the side of the road and saying, okay, you know, what else could I be doing outside of just sort of doing this commercial work that I do? And it's really interesting that, you know, not only are they able to kind of do both, but they are, yeah, they're aware of that, that, that attention that other artists need that because it's not kind of this kind of go to the store and buy some paintbrushes type thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know where I'm going with that. I just thought I'd bring that up. It just reminded no, me. I find it interesting. Um, How do you feel yeah. about the art of the neon in California? Like, I'm sure each each environment that our artists find themselves into, like in New York City, it's not as difficult to just walk around in, but it's also very commercialized. So, is there like kind of a a protective nature of it out there where people can go and check it out? Oh, yeah. I mean, just driving down like Hollywood sunset, like there's neon all over the place. So like I always love seeing these signs at night and then having the museum where they protect it and restore it. Um, I mean, there's so many local places that I've seen where like if it's closing down, like all over Facebook, people will be trying to protect it, save it. You know, I think L.A. really treasures their neon and I think I noticed it way more, of course, than like when I grew up in San Diego and San Francisco had a lot of it too. And it cut through the fog, which was cool. But I think LA is really where I've noticed it a lot. Yeah. It's a really cool sort of playground too. I think like the streets kind of have their own kind of authentic hit. Like when you look around the corners, like a store that you know is there, but also because of this kind of glowing signal, it kind of gives you, at least some security that, okay, I know where I'm at. Like it kind of grounds you in some weird way. I don't know how to explain it, but I think it's different for everybody. But part of that I think is the historical part where um, I think now we have museums, like where the museums have come in and stepped in and said, you know, these are of significant importance. How do we not just 
sort of given over to the scrapyard. Um, I don't know, you know, be, between that, uh, what do you, you know, what do you love, I guess, most about the neon art form itself? Because you've, you've done some glass blowing, right? Like traditionally. Yeah. Too, and, yeah. I uh, didn't know like if I should get into that much. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah. No, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, started in San Diego when I was 15 and it like, it was just something that I fell in love with and I would go down there any chance I could, you know, to do glass blowing and um, I just love the community that was there as like growing up, it gave me something that I really felt I could identify with. And I still go there. I still blow glass whenever I can. Um, and like, I guess that and neon together, um, they're both hot glass. So <laughs> what was the question again? I think I pro- kind of lost it. Oh, no, you got it. It's like, what do you love about neon? But I think that turned oh, yeah. into like glass itself, like, because, because you have, both sides do you kind of think differently or does it help you kind of anyone that you think would be able to do neon do you think they would I mean I'm sure they appreciate that but the idea of doing you know being in the fires and then kind of going to the the yeah I think they definitely um eventually I'd love to merge the two right now I'm still trying to grasp neon you know and understand all the bends better and everything that goes into it but I'd love to merge my glass blowing and neon at some point um i've just always been drawn to you know using your hand to mold hot glass and watching it take shape um seeing the flames and like seeing everything light up when you're done with it after working on clear tubes or tubes that appear white when you finally light it up it's just incredible (laughs) and everybody like is drawn to it um yeah i think so too is like when even for instance like your work with she bends is how has that sort of transformed where you were versus where you are now? Um, when I first came to Mona in LA, uh, she bends was going on there. And that was probably a huge part of why I felt like I, if I kept with it, that eventually maybe I could be part of that. I even took a class with Meryl making boobs at the time. Like, I don't know if it was right then or a little bit after, but um, just seeing all these women, together coming together and making like amazing art I had never seen that anywhere else um and it was really inspiring so I just wanted to I was like do whatever I could to be part of that community uh part of that community <laughs> yeah and I think I've talked to a few different um you know, artists from the group and one of the things we collectively always say is that you know everyone is so supportive like it's not just the idea that you're all kind of get you know getting your art out there but that you're representing something a little bit bigger than that, so to speak. Like there's, and there's a wide range of individuals that are represented in that group too. Like it's not easy to just, you know, kind of lump everybody together, which I appreciate. Like, I don't, I don't always think of it like that, but when shows kind of come together and, and kind of everything kind of just gels, it's nice, but it's good to see that there's like a strong, I guess you say difference in the sense that like not everybody's checking out the same things and everybody's kind of, but ultimately everyone's driving this idea that, okay, we're all doing this, you know, this skill set. we're all involved in, in different ways. And, you know, to sum that up, I mean, have you been able to connect with all these artists while you're at the show and stuff like that? It sounds like a really kind of warm environment to be in. Yeah, I mean, I was at the show in Milwaukee and it was great to meet the girls because I had followed many of them on Instagram, you know, kind of obsessively watching like 
what everybody's doing because <laughs> I was so into it, you know, until I was there. And so it was great to finally meet them in person. And then some of us in LA have even met up, um, even some of the people that work at Mona, we, we've gotten together like once and, um, you know, just talked about neon and like pulled out things that they're working on out of the closet or wherever it came from. <laughs> it was just really fun to like have a group of uh, women that are all really into the same thing because it's such a rare chance to connect like that and um, share what we've been working on or what cool things we have that we've held on to and want to share with someone who's equally as excited. Yeah. And the intention is good. I think even all the male artists I have on to kind of create both sides, uh, but it's just, even they currently kind of see what's been able to be done outside of just, you know, achieving success in your town, you know, as understanding the idea of that, you know, this thing can travel like art can, you know, see different parts of the country. And I think that's one of the coolest approaches is that, you know, upon closer inspection, you get to see that there's an individual unit that, you know, not only has kind of come in and, and, and kind of, you know, no pun, but lit a fire, you know, you get to see, <laughs> you know, the creativity and, you know, I think it contributes a lot to, uh, phenomenon of neon and just gives it, it kind of gives a lot more clarity as to who's, you know, who's assembling what, I mean, these aren't just static objects. I mean, they're made by real people. They've got real stories. They, you know, they obviously have lighting conditions and ceiling heights and things that are far away from the floor and things that are laying on the ground. And, you know, I, I really appreciate that site responsiveness, the common kind of site specific about, okay, you're going to get that corner. Well, I'm going to do this over here. And it seems like kind of an architectural, uh, you know, response to the environment in particular is between a given space that shifts between the volume of light that's over here versus the scale that's something over there. And I, I think that all factors concerned, I think when you influence people in that way, they're kind of less able to kind of just kind of say, okay, well, this is just a group of people that are doing neon. It's, it's obviously been meticulously planned. And also, you know, like I said, just good nature that goes on between showing at these different event spaces and um yeah i think it just it really helps create uh, an environment where people can really help kind of at least absorb uh neon as something more than just sort of what they would see normally on the street or whatever oh yeah i mean there's an incredible amount of planning and work that went into the last show and with the snow outside and everybody's items being shipped like my neon actually part of it broke uh in shipment and like there was help with that, you know, so that it was able to be shown. Um, yeah. And just, you know, seeing all the, it's a ton of work to get it done um, and how it was planned out so that like the larger pieces, you know, like what would reflect on what wall. Um, so, I mean, it was incredibly part of that experience and have like Meryl walk me through and talk about each piece and what she thought um, about mine like what was working or what i might be able to improve you know always getting tips from people that are in the industry longer and that i can learn from mm -hmm. and i think uh kind of translating that a little bit more is has the attitude towards your art like in the public's eye like now that people know a little bit about more about who you are do you think that's like shift or helped you since you've been involved with the show Oh, definitely. I mean, just being able to have an outlet to show my work uh, with other artists, um, it's been huge. Uh, and also just getting to know the neon community better, getting to meet everyone like in one space at like one time and have 
like learn about how they're hooking everything up and um and if someone sent something internationally how like that differs from being here just learning from everyone within that space and then it's helped get my work out there just by having it on social media and allowing people to see uh, what I've created. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. The Instagram account that you have is really great. Uh, we'll kind of drop how to get to that later at the end, but where, you know, Neon has, has it influenced you in like other things you do now, like how you approach different, you know, things and I guess in, in terms of just life in general, or maybe you need to elaborate on that. I think uh, glass blowing and neon both share similar traits in the sense that like glass is a, it's beautiful and fun to work with, but it's really difficult and it can totally, you can work on something up until the last minute. It can look perfect and then something might happen and it like cracks when you're attaching an electrode or I might work on a glass blowing piece and towards the end when I take it off the punny, it might um, make a hole in the end of the piece, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just kind of, you learn to accept that uh, not everything's always going to work out and you just need to be able to learn from that experience and apply what you learned to the next piece. And sometimes it's totally out of your control, but it's taught me a lot of patience and also how to stick with something that like within two years of seriously committing myself at Mona as often as possible, I've made I've made a lot of progress and it's really cool to look back on. So like, what else could I do if I applied myself in other areas, you know? Yeah. And I think living with our, like art in general is very personal. And you, you know, especially, I think in a lot of ways, it seems like art's kind of, you know, saved a piece of kind of your life in general. It sounds like, like when you kind of talk about all the challenges you face and especially on a personal level or just, where it's influenced you the most, I think it's really helped translate a lot of those areas uh, and kind of made it a little bit more, I guess, you know, uh, transparent. Um, where would you agree with that? Or is that too far? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I think it's what I needed at the time. Like I've always been drawn to different types of art, but I think neon just came to me at the perfect time when I, um, was trying to heal and needed somewhere to focus my creative energy other than a computer, you know, and a, and a design job. So, uh, it's definitely helped me. And I hope that like in the future I can help other people that might be going through something and, you know, just want to be in the flames and have an outlet as well. (laughs) Right. And that's kind of a cool part too, is that, you know, I guess the secret to pushing through tough times is, you know, just kind of looking at what you normally have at your disposal. And I think artists have a a very uh, exceptionally uh, kind of a great toolbox um, because of the fact that they can point to certain periods of their life and kind of work around that. Where I think other people just kind of have to, you know, go through it as it's kind of like a great segue from where we started. I think, and I can, what kind of, effect do you think that uh you know a certain point that you have and that you just think that you know you've done it all i guess that's when neon kind of comes back and just kind of shows you a different aspect of uh kind of what what it's possible and i think that's kind of what i've noticed especially from your work and you know being uh i would say a pioneer in the field of kind of the neon uh women's movement of recent is that you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to kind of say what's on your mind and that there's, there's definitely a lot of, um, 
I guess you could say emphasis on the work itself, you know, like presenting what's there and understanding the basics of what you're trying to create, but there's a lot of intention and uh, especially the evolution of where I think a lot of this work comes from. Like it is super personal and doesn't have to be kind of everything has to kind of be explained, but there's, there's experimentation. And uh, I think that, you know, intuitively I'd say, you know, Hey, definitely doing everything that you've done has really helped put a, I guess you could say, um, you know, created a whole new version of, of neon. And I really like that. So, uh, a great stuff. And so what, where do you, I guess anything you're working on now that you want to kind of put out there in the ether and just let people know about? Oh, sure. I mean, I'm working on this, uh, large coral brain coral piece right now. I, uh, I used to do scuba diving and I could, I was diving to like a hundred feet, like advanced scuba certified back in the day. Um, and eventually I got vertigo, so I haven't done it in a while, but I've always been drawn to the ocean. So I thought like, why not do some ocean themed pieces just to like kind of focus on something to start out. That's like outside of my own personal emotions. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I'm working on this brain coral piece that's got like really cool colors and I'm still working on building the background for it. Um, that should hopefully be in the next She Ben show if all things go well. And um, I'm also, I have like so many ideas in my head. I just need to get my skills up to speed to be able to, you know, create everything that's <laughs> floating around in my head. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's interesting you for that because the, I think of water as being so the primary life source too. And I just, yeah, I find that incredible. Like people that can physically challenge themselves in certain ways, especially with everything that you've kind of described is that you're still not, you know, you're still looking for that. Even like depths that people don't even normally find themselves at. So nothing is really impossible. I think, especially when it looks at like primarily the work that you're creating now, uh, can't wait to see what comes up next like contributing to that show or wherever it ends up if even if like you know what you're thinking about it's just such a cool thing to be able to translate into all those other areas of what you're doing so um how how do people like someone wants to reach out to you or find you on on um, social media or the internet yeah i mean i have my website bartlebort.com or uh people often reach out on instagram or facebook awesome uh, yeah, or the she bends. Uh, you can check me out there too, <laughs> yeah. on their website. Well, Brooke, it's been really uh, great having you on the show. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up, and as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>